You're listening to Mintersectional Podcast. I'm Noreen. And I'm Ashley. This is a podcast about having the necessary difficult conversations. And for those who believe in anti-oppression across all intersections. For those that live their truth every day, regardless of social constructs or pressure. For those that value different perspectives. For those that aim to be lifelong learners and believe in positive change. For those that are subversive as hell and constantly challenging the norm in every sphere of human existence. Welcome. We'll take it from here. Okay, and we're back in. It's Minersectional. It is episode 18, and it is the 24th of April, and welcome back. I am Maureen. I'm Ashley. And today we have Reed from Vegan East, okay, and also from other places as well. Um, So, (laughs) yep, thank you for coming on. I'm very excited. Thank you for having me. Yep. Uh, And he brought us, you can't see this obviously, but he brought us some treats, and I just had the strawberry shortcake. Um, cupcake and that was bomb. I, oh my god! I think is that a peanut butter cookie one too in there? Peanut butter Looks chocolate. Like yeah. yeah, and then some. I've had that chocolate. before. Yeah, stellar, stellar treats. Um, okay, and we are gonna start off this episode with some current events. The only things that I had to contribute was that Peace Coffee is unionizing. Woohoo! Yay! Yeah. We always like to hear that. And I didn't actually. I thought they would have assumed they already were for some reason. That's... Yeah, I think it's recently, very recently, mm-hmm. they just decided to. To, to actually, like, kick the bucket there. Okay. Um, and then, uh, Hard Times is reopening its inside, Hard Times Cafe, which is a big deal for me, because I fucking love their biscuits and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that they hadn't reopened inside either, so that's good to know. Yeah, they, they had, uh, do the, the, they had, like, a walk-up window okay. for the longest time, and I think they're reopening their inside now, and I don't want to get that wrong, so I'll make sure that I'm... I was talking about hard times yeah. yesterday because I went to modern times for the first time in too long. It's probably been like a year and a half. Yeah. No, but I mean, actually it was before the pandemic. It's been a couple of years. So um, my buddy TJ came to town and I was surprised he'd never been to modern times, but we feasted. Um, we got a pancake to share, a blueberry pancake, which was awesome. Fuck yeah. Um, we got French toast, also really awesome. And then he got some kind of hash brownie saucy thing that was really good. Um, and then I got a TLT, tempeh lettuce tomato, which, such a basic sandwich, but so good. Like, yeah. I love trying them from different places, too, because, like, the tempeh's always done a little differently or whatever, but, like, very generous on the tempeh, and, um, we also had a turtle, um, like, coffee drink with, like, caramel and chocolate, and yeah. it was awesome. I'm not much of a coffee person, but, like, that was really, really good, and I think it's kind of rare to find, like, vegan caramel, so I was like, I don't take this opportunity to get it, but that was awesome, so... And then, uh, Modern Times, too, they're doing vegan donuts, mm-hmm. like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or just a couple days a week. Mm-hmm. I haven't had any yet. They didn't have any when I was there, but um, I heard a lot of people asking about them, and I've been seeing them post a lot of photos on their social media, so. Yeah, they're really good. I've had them a couple times. Oh, okay. And they have some interesting flavors sometimes, which obviously piques my interest. Does um, Vegan East ever do donuts? Um, we don't do donuts. Okay. No, it's a simple answer. I was going to say, I had missed them if you did. No, no, we do not do donuts. Okay. We, we don't have any, um, uh, like fryers. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. With the oil and the hoods and stuff. Yeah. That makes um, sense. We could bake donuts. We choose not to at this time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cause we had totally baked donuts, which shut down end of 2020, I want to say. And those were, um, like baked. Um, I loved those little mini donuts too. But Rage Cakes, she does donuts from time to time, which everyone I've had has been really awesome. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
Glam Doll, which there was like some controversy about them not being the best of their employees. Um, so I, I hadn't really been back. I didn't really go there out of tones. Yeah. Like that. Yep. So mm-hmm. I hadn't really, I didn't really go there before. I mean, just a couple times they did like a mac and cheese stuffed donut, mm-hmm. which I will say was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's kind of tough to get vegan donuts around mm-hmm. here like on a consistent basis. So yep. definitely. Yeah, I think Rage it. Cakes is a really good place to get them. Um, if you are down with baked donuts, uh, Birchwood Cafe makes some pretty good ones. Even even though back when I worked for Donut Cooperative, rest in peace, um, and I was the vegan donut baker there, mm. uh, they tried to oust us. And I think probably a little successfully because they were, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, some very interesting tactics used there. <sighs> kind of like the shittiness on par with what I would imagine the owner of French Meadow Bakery like mm-hmm. engaging in. Yeah, it's kind of... Like, competitive and stuff for no fucking reason. It's like, why can't we both coexist here on the right. same street? Like, support like, each other. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah. But, yeah, super pumped about hard times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I haven't been there in so It's long. kind of a bummer to sit outside in the winter, because I've done it, um, and have to wait for your shit to be made. And I, I understand why they were doing it. They were pro- I think they were doing some work on the inside, too, not just, like, trying to be safe for everybody, but also doing work on the inside. So I'm interested to see what it looks like when it reopens. Yeah. And it's next month. I just looked up the article again. Okay. It's next month. Yeah, good to know. Yep. So May, y'all. I guess while we're talking, like, restaurant-y stuff, um, I wanted to mention Starbucks. So, um, Pete has been doing demonstrations outside Starbucks at one location, the headquarters. Um, gosh, I was going to say Seattle, but now I'm not 100% sure if that's where the headquarters is. But they've been doing... Oh, no, you're right. Yep. Oh, it is. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. They've been doing um, protests for about 90 days, like, in a row. And uh, two activists glued their hands to the counter... And they got arrested um, for doing that, but just to, and they had like shirts on saying like "Not your mom, not your milk," stuff like that. Yeah. So basically, what Pete is doing is urging Starbucks to stop charging extra for plant-based milks. And I will say it's great they have a lot of options for plant-based milks, mm-hmm. but they're charging extra. And like, of course, our government subsidizes the dairy industry, and uh, they get tons of bailout money, and it's just mm-hmm. really corrupt, obviously. But. Yep. Um, Considering the fact that, like, lactose intolerance affects so much of the population and the plant-based milks are obviously better for our health and for the animals and for the planet as a whole, it's just silly that they charge extra for it because it might deter some people from choosing that option. Mm -hmm. So um, I was fortunate enough for Peter to send me 50 cans from Rise Brewing, which I think Rise Brewing donated them, um, this oat milk latte, or cold brew, I mean, and, uh... How is it? It's good. It's good. Like okay. It. Yeah. yeah, I've had pretty good reviews mm-hmm. on it. Like, people seem to like it. Um, and oat milk seems to be the choice for coffee drinks. Because uh, I guess it froths and things really well. And it I think does. It's and I think it's it, creamy. like, brings out... Like, when you're using different sweeteners and stuff like that, oat milk, for some reason, like, gives, like, a, a little, like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like an oatmeal Oops. cookie sort of situation. Like, it gives it an yeah. like extra something. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I, I prefer oat milk in my lattes if I'm going to get a yeah. latte. And I rarely do, but I usually get that. So, yeah. yeah. So, try one out if you have not tried oat milk. Mm-hmm. Or any of the, of the plant-based milks. You know, soy, almond, those are kind of common ones that you can find at a lot of coffee shops. But, um... Yeah, so hopefully Starbucks will decide to end that surcharge. If you feel up yeah. to it, please check out PETA.org. They have um, a really easy thing you can fill out to send a letter to Starbucks, or feel free to send them your own individual email. 
And also, um, the CEO of Starbucks, you know, he's like a millionaire, and he's like a union buster, so lots of Starbucks locations have been trying to unionize, and he's kind of like doing shitty little tactics to try to prevent people from doing that, and Mm -hmm. so there's kind of been a lot of controversy about that. Um, And then I read that workers who've been there 10 plus years barely make a dollar more than someone who starts right now. Yeah. Which is so messed up. And, like, when I worked at Menards, that was the thing, too. Like, one of the ladies who had worked there for many, many years, same deal. She was hardly making more than, like, these new college kids who were coming in. It's just, like, ridiculous. Yep. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I would agree. So, that's that. Um, oh, well, I guess we'll talk about this on the next episode. But there is a vegan meat raffle tomorrow. So, you'll be hearing this after the event takes place. But, uh... Yeah, the proceeds will benefit Herbivorous Acre Sanctuary. And also in Sanctuary News, uh, Pharma Stay, they moved to their new location. They have so much room. It's amazing. Where's the new location? uh, It's actually like a few miles from their old location. They're in, I want to say Lindstrom. Okay. I hope I'm not mixing it up with Spring Farm. I want to say Lindstrom. And uh, I... Did I volunteered there, so they, they take volunteers. Um, Saturday mornings, they do barn cleaning, 9.30 to noonish. if anybody wants to, like, take a few hours to help out. They're always in need of volunteers. Um, you can sign up on their website. But very cool to see how much room, and now they're going to be able to expand. And I want to say they're the only sanctu- local sanctuary that doesn't have chickens, which I'm sure is really nice um, considering the avian flu outbreak. They haven't had to, like, be concerned about that. Like, so many sanctuary owners are under a lot of stress, like, fearing that their birds are going to catch this. So, um, but they do definitely want to be able to take in rescue chickens on their new property once it's, you know, safe to do so. Mm -hmm. So that's really awesome. Um, I guess that's a good segue into talking um, about chickens and... Our richest man in Minnesota, Glenn Taylor, he's the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves basketball team, and he also owns the Star Tribune, and many people don't know, but more are knowing now, that he is also owner of Rembrandt uh, Enterprises, Rembrandt Farms in Iowa, and due to avian flu, they just roasted 5.3 million chickens alive. They did uh, ventilation shutdown like they did for pigs uh, when COVID hit and there wasn't as much demand for flesh. So basically they seal off these barns and they pump a bunch of heat in there. Uh, I know for the pigs it was like 130 degrees. I'm sure it's the same for these chickens. And roasted them alive and this takes hours and some of the chickens didn't even die during this process. And DXE, yet again... uh, has been exposing this and raising awareness around it. And I just think it's really just like unfathomable imagining it's 5 million <laughs> chickens on one site and yeah. then just like roasting them all alive. People are like, what did you want them to do? It's like, how about not have these chickens there in the first place right. is number one. Mm-hmm. Like that's, so it's an egg farm if I didn't already say that. And a lot of people think that eggs are, you know, harmless which, if you're vegan, you know that's very far from the truth. And if you're listening to this and you're not vegan, I highly encourage you. There's a, a great Instagram page and website, Egg Truth. Uh, they talk a lot about the harms of the industry. And, yeah, it's just exploiting another living being's body for your own 
benefit, you know, whether it's taste bud pleasure or whatever, but like eggs legally can't even be labeled as healthy or nutritious. So I think that that's like a red flag in itself. And another like heavily subsidized. I was wondering yeah. when you'd show Tutors up. had to put yeah. her little two cents in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't like eggs. Mm-mm. No. So, yeah, DXE, Direct Action Everywhere, for those who are not familiar, an activist group is really trying to raise awareness um, that the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves is a huge animal exploiter. So they've been disrupting Timberwolves games. It's kind of the perfect setup. You have a huge audience. You've got cameras, everybody with their phones. So a couple weeks ago, the first incident uh, with an activist named Alicia, she went down there with a shirt on that says Glenn Taylor roast animals alive and glued her hand to the court. There's been lots of people, you know, tearing down this action and saying how it was ridiculous. And some people thought the glue didn't stick, but it, it did in fact stick. The cop ripped her hand off the ground, as some angles of the video showed. And uh, yeah, it, all of a sudden, glue girl, the hashtag was trending on Twitter and everybody was kind of talking about it. And like with her shirt saying what it did, it got a lot of people to, you know, learn that this basketball team owner is an animal exploiter. And then um, fast forward a little bit, they had a game in Memphis and another activist somehow managed to get a huge yellow chain through security and she chained herself to the basketball hoop. And it took a little bit to get her uh, unchained, but she also had the shirt, Glenn Taylor, Roast Animals Alive. And then... Um, game three of the playoffs, I want to say, there was an attempted action, uh, Matt with DXE, uh, but they were on to him and they basically like tackled him right away. There's a video on, um, for sure on DXE's, sorry if you can hear my cat in her litter box, <laughs> great timing, um, a video on DXE's Twitter of a bunch of security just basically like tackling him down to the ground, like he didn't even step on the court. So they were basically kind of on to him and expecting this. Uh, and then at last night, last night's game, um, Saturday night, a protester had a seat right behind Glenn Taylor and his wife and had on a shirt that was like a, a referee shirt. She was going to go out there and blow the whistle and try to eject Glenn Taylor from the game. But security, again, was already kind of, like, on to the fact that something was going to go down. And so she got tackled pretty quickly after making it out of the court. But there's still been a lot of buzz um, on social media about it. And I was actually recording this, and I got attacked for simply sitting in my seat that was rightfully paid for. You know, it wasn't stolen or snuck onto. And I got drug out of my seat for simply recording and... Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't get arrested or anything like that. Um, the other activist, Sasha, she did. She spent the night in jail, and we cannot go back to the Target Center for a year. But something interesting is that every game that there's been a successful protest at, they've won. And the game that the protest didn't go down, they didn't win. So that's kind of been... Uh, interesting. Yeah, that's kind of been getting some people encouraging the protests and like being all for it so and then reed he's a sports fan yeah. he's kind of been following this so, so you want to add in let me, give you, let me give you two separate angles so sports fans are very superstitious 
right? So there's that Yourself piece included? of it. N- not really. Oh, okay. Um, Just curious. I, I, I'm not so much. I mean, I've done some some uh, some funky things when I was younger because I maybe was a little bit then. Sure. But there are definitely people who are wanting to see this happen because they believe that there's some sort of outcome. But this is the important thing. Momentum is humongous in sports, right? It's a thing. Like, okay, so the Timberwolves last week, game three, blew one of like a 25-point lead two separate times. Boy, mm. you know, a protester interrupting those comebacks from the Grizzlies would have been really timely. So there is a, this is going to sound silly, but there is a, I don't want to say a competitive advantage, depending on when the timing is, um, that that actually can work in your favor. I know that wasn't the intention necessarily, but there is like a start, starting and stopping of momentum. And like like I said, the superstition thing is a real thing. 3-0 is 3-0. Yeah. Right? It's and pretty this is, significant. This is, this, is, this is playoff time. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Timberwolves fans will take anything they can get. So God. If you're a, a Timberwolves fan, and you should uh, get one of these Glenn Taylor Roast Animals Alive shirt and uh, see how it goes over when you wear it in there. And, and it, it should be noted that Glenn Taylor is, is transitioning out of owning the team. He still does. Yes. Um, but he sold the team to Mark Laurie and uh, Alex Rodriguez. Um, so the, those three have sort of been, uh, are the owners, even though th- there is a transition period. Um, so, you know, he, he's, he finally sold the team after a long time of people wanting him to do it because he's done a poor job mm. um, with the team. It, it is either the losingest franchise in professional sports or the second losingest. Wow. I know, I know them and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, huh. are, are neck and neck at the bottom of all four major sports. The Wolves and the Bucks are the bottom two. I didn't know that. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not Milwaukee Bucks. So, listening. yeah, no, it, it's, a, it's a poorly run franchise. Now, I know some people, folks that work there, they do a phenomenal job. So um, I'm talking more so of the on-court work. The mm-hmm. off-court work, I could, I could talk for three hours about some of the great things that they've done. Not Glenn Taylor, not related to Glenn Taylor. The people that work there do not interact with Glenn Taylor. He's he's not there on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to speak ill of them, uh, but the ownership, um, I have nothing good to say about that. So Sure. I'm glad that you mentioned that, too, because a lot of people, um, especially on Twitter, I've seen it, are like, these people didn't even do their research. Glenn Taylor doesn't still or doesn't own the team anymore. It's like, no, he's yeah. actually like majority yeah, owner till yeah. next year. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah p- people saying that, you're wrong. Exactly. Right? And so, like, you do your research before coming at me about doing my research. Right. It's all like, over there. Stop, like, all stop. these articles yep, are stating yep. he is, yeah. in fact, still Oh, owner. nice cell phone. He doesn't even own the team anymore. Oh, he doesn't? Oh, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more about how Glenn Taylor doesn't own the team anymore. I, he's sitting courtside. Right, he's exactly. Right there. Why, yeah. So, yeah. And people, I, like, I will say, um, people will look at some of these actions and act like, oh, they just, like, did this... Um, without really thinking about it, researching, it's like no, like DXE really researches what they're doing, and it's very pointed and mm-hmm. direct, as in their name, you know, direct action everywhere. And of course, as always, people are going to have complaints and things to say about different types of activism. But like, and I was saying before we started recording that, like, yeah, there's been different forms of activism that I don't agree with, uh, or that I wouldn't do myself. But I'm not going to publicly like speak out about that because. To each their own, different things reach different people, um, and you kind of 
when you realize trillions of sentient beings are being killed every year unnecessarily, you kind of get desperate to raise awareness and get the word out there and do whatever you can to get this madness to stop. So, yeah, I, I think that it's interesting, too, because a lot of people who've never even done any kind of organizing or been part of any activism are sometimes the most vocal people. And it's like, well, if you can find an action that can be number 13, like the trending hashtag on Twitter and be mentioned on Jimmy Kimmel and, you know, all these huge media outlets, then like, well, let us hear it. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, they're, they're getting people talking. And a lot of people will claim they don't know what these protests are about. But if you look it up online, it's really easy to figure out the link here. Mm -hmm. So... Oh, you guys are super badass. I'm, yeah, I admire what you do. Oh, gosh. Well, and I, I admire these people have... who are willing to, like, take the, like, I was just filming, you know, and, um. Still, I mean, you're doing something, you know what I mean? Like me, I just sit and talk about food all day. Well, <laughs> food is, like, what a lot of people care about. Yeah, so, I mean, there's I mean, such an yeah. importance in that. Yes, yeah. Well, um, so, yeah, different angles. Yeah. Ten, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later. But let's just say 10 years from now, maybe 20 years from now, we're going to look back at these people and say, wow, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, who knew at yeah. the time? Like, well, a lot of people knew. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I think that I, I think that this stuff, these actions will stand up over time, um, which is really what matters. Yeah, so, agreed. You know. yeah. A lot of I things agree. that ha like you look at like MLK. Um, you know, people criticized him in the moment and like people are still talking about him today. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, you never know. So I think it's worth it to be bold and try different things and see what sticks and yeah. Absolutely. Um, so moving on from that, uh, still in the vegan plant-based realm, stock and spade. Uh, yes. <laughs> One of my prime go-to spots now that I'm working right kind of near there. Boyfriend. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, God. Has he had it? I uh, know. He hasn't, actually. So I have to take uh, Yeah. <laughs> I have to take him. Yeah. So Stock and Spade, they've been open about a year um, in Wyzetta, and they're opening their second Minnesota location this Friday, actually. And um, the people that are opening it are David and Kelly Backus. So David was uh, an NHL player, and he and his wife started a nonprofit called Athletes for Animals to really raise awareness like about adopt don't shop, mm -hmm. how important it is to rescue um, versus purchasing you know dogs from breeders. And um, they've really been a huge help in this pet store campaign that we've had going on in Blaine for several years, but they kind of joined on and joined in some of our Zoom meetings with council members and have used their like local celebrity status to, you know, kind of get people's attention, and I'm endlessly grateful to them for that, and I'm really excited to hear that they're the ones that are opening up this spot on 50th and France in Edina, so, and then it's just, like, bringing, again, like, more plant-based food to people, you know, people are gonna, that's a very popular area, mm -hmm. so people are gonna be trying it who've never even heard of it, didn't know it existed mm -hmm. in Wyzetta, and the owner of Stock and Spade, he has huge plans to expand, like, mm -hmm. nationwide. I, I can't remember. I want to say this could be, don't quote me, but I want to say that he wanted to open, like, 50 restaurants Good. this year, maybe? I don't know. Good. Super ambitious. Yeah. Um, but I guess it probably depends a lot on how many people are willing to, like, be a franchisee and open it up and mm -hmm. get everything going. But, yeah, so that's pretty cool. You know, more plant-based food is always, always a good thing. And, um... 
Well, I'll add something real quick to that yeah. as well. Pre pre going vegan for me, let's say 12, 13, you know, I, I my thinking was, how could I go vegan? What would I eat? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll I'll always be hungry. That that was always the thought in the back of my head is I'll always be hungry. Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong. Anybody who goes vegan, it's great. But when a former professional athlete or a current professional athlete does, that's just just different. It just is, yeah. you know, whether whether it's in, and Tom Brady's not a vegan, but he's for the most part plant-based. He's playing well into his 40s. You've got Chris Paul. There's guys all up and down the spectrum. And I think that is such a massive, massive win. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and like I said, I want to reiterate this. Anybody going vegan is great. Um, but, you know, for me, I think one of, one of the best things you can do to influence others is to be a happy, healthy vegan, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And there's something about seeing somebody who's, career depends on their bodies yeah say this is extending my career and mm-hmm. i think chris paul is actually a really 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 interesting test case um which i don't need to go into but uh his career is being extended and uh and it's he he talks about his plant-based diet constantly who's chris paul so chris paul is a point guard for the phoenix suns okay um he was drafted in oh five oh six Um, by the New Orleans Pelicans, or I guess New Orleans Hornets at the time. Um, He's had a very good career. He's the top 50 player of all time, and um, but he's never got a title, right? Mm -hmm. So, and in the sports world, that's just a thing. He has his best shot at a title this year, and he's playing elite basketball, and he's 37, 38, and he said a couple of years ago, I went plant-based and this is, this is what is contributing to my newfound success. So, wow. so, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want, I, I'm really conflicted about the Timberwolves. I'm from Minnesota. I want them to win, but also like everything we just talked about. And then you see someone like Chris Paul, who's talked about the plant-based diet. And it's like, man, if he could win, that would take us another step forward. If he could win a title. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so go Suns. Wow. I, I, I had no idea. That's yep. really, I'm glad that he's vocal about it because mm-hmm. it does hold a lot of weight with people. Yep. And you're like, when the Game Changers documentary came out, huge. Yeah. that got a lot of people, that got a past partner of mine to be like, you know what? Like, I think I'll, I think I'll go for it. And yeah. you know, we fast forward a couple years and he's still like plant-based. Well, and, and it, I should really, I should really stress, I don't know if Chris Paul is fully vegan, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if he wears leather. I, I don't, right. but he, he has a plant-based diet. I know they're different, right? right? So I just want to stress that. that. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it's, always is like cause for confusion and an important dis- distinction mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So moving on, just kind of some things that have been going on locally. So I just learned that the, Minneapolis Park Board. Um, it sounds like they have a bunch of new people in those seats um, versus when George Floyd was murdered and they had made the unanimous decision to like disband from their from the Minneapolis Police Department. They now have decided to reunite with yep. MPD. I was, yeah, that was the other thing I was going to bring to this because I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I, I don't know. The Park Board, I want to do a little more research about them because they had the whole drama, like the thing going on with like wanting to put a, you know, 18 hole golf course, mm-hmm. you know, tearing down more wild area. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like they don't, they just get away with like doing all these shitty things. Mm-hmm. And no matter who speaks out, even like previous park board members, like they just don't care. Right. 
Um, same with, like, the overuse of, like, pesticides and stuff despite public pushback. It's just, like, one thing after another. So I'm really curious to learn a little bit more about, like, who's on this park board and, like, why are they on there? Like, what do, what are, what do they care about? Like, <laughs> I don't think, I think there are still some members who were there previous. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, which I think is a really, really, really important distinction. And if you don't mind, I'd like to bring in another topic that's similar to this. Now, I do not have, personally, I have not done nearly enough research to know if this is the right or the wrong thing, right? So I'm not saying that. What I do want to stress is voting matters, right? So St. Paul, on the ballot last fall, was rent control, mm. and it passed, right? But now they're gutting it because all this new home, op new home building stopped, right? There was all these unintended consequences. And so they're like, oh, you know, we need to kind of press pause on this and maybe tweak some things. And it's like, whoa, 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 hold up. You put this in front of us. We voted. And now we need to lay in this bed, good or bad, mm -hmm. right? Because voting matters. It should matter. And I don't feel as though it's the right precedent to set to say, hey, let us know what you think, community. Oh, yeah, it's passed. Oh, and now we're going to go back and tweak it and change it? It's like, I'm right. sorry, but like what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. right. So I, I do think that the unanimous decision of the park board to sever ties with MPD almost two years ago now, only to turn around and to go unanimous in the other way. Think of it this way. Let's say one person would have raised their hand two, 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 two years ago. And again, I'm not pro or anti. I haven't done nearly enough research and said, folks, let's, let's think about this for a second. Let's think about this. They would have been, I don't want to say canceled, but they would have been in trouble. They probably wouldn't have been reelected. So now they are going back and they're all doing that. Mm -hmm. So again, I, folks, elections have consequences. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sorry, but what are we doing if we're just going to go and rescind things? Yep. It, it, it sets yeah, a really bad point? precedent. Really mm -hmm. bad precedent. It's so Politics is so frustrating. <sighs> Because it's all vote, 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 vote. And then it's like, well, yeah, yeah we were kidding, actually. Yeah. Thanks for voting, but what you just passed, we're going to make some tweaks to it. Okay, well, next time I'm just not going to vote. Right, then, yeah, it just, like, it's so discouraging. People are like, well, what's the point? What is the actual point? Mm -hmm. If you're just going to, it's 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 really mind-numbing is what it is yeah. for me. I just, I can't, sure. I cannot wrap my brain around it. I feel the same. Oh, and then you look at, um, like, our Brooklyn Park, um election like it was within one actually they recounted it was two votes for mayor like that's <laughs> wild to me yeah. like and I don't know how many times how often that happens where you know votes that close but I was like whoa did that just happen um this was <sighs> it was recent um oh. I should remember because I voted um last fall maybe Maybe it was. I feel like it was time, late. Time goes real fast. I, I know. know. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm in such a blur mode the last, like, several months. But, yeah, it's just wild. So, you know, I've, I'm really disheartened with voting for president. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about that. But local elections, I feel like, are, are still pretty important. Yeah. And it is overwhelming, you know. There's so much information out there and trying to do all this research and then live your life and do all these other things. Like, I get it. But it, it is important. And I, um, I think it's great that there are some people who really like 
Toussaint Morrison, for example, like he and um, I think on-site public media is who he works with or works for or created, they really lay out a good voter guide. Like here, here are the people who are running, here's what we know about them, and they go and they interview them, give them a chance to say their piece, and I think that's really helpful for those of us who like don't have time to gather all this information on our own. So. Sure, yeah. Um... Thanks for being organized. Again, Ashley. Oh, gosh. Like, I got just, like, a little no, bit it's to fine. Mm-hmm. All right, um, take it away. <laughs> the only other thing that I was going to mention um, was a week or so ago, earlier in April, there were four black kids who were walking around. It was, like, 9.30 p.m., and I guess a business owner near where these kids were walking had heard some gunshots and called the cops, and the cops came and, like, these kids were between ages 10 and 16, and they detained them and had them cuffed for, like, 20 of the 40 minutes they were holding them. And then um, a mother of a couple of the kids had come and was, like, videoing them and live streaming and stuff like that. And, like, why are you doing this? And, you know, of course, they looked at the surveillance tapes and realized, like, these kids weren't guilty of anything, but let's go ahead and, like, put them in a cop car and cuff them and traumatize them for not doing anything mm. besides, like, being black in public. Um... So, sadly, no surprise there to be reporting on another incident like that. Maplewood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it's just Sounds like, about right. <laughs> just, like, one thing after another. You know, there's just always something going yeah. on yeah. Um, with the police and, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating. And it, it's like, you think after George Floyd was murdered, things would have, I guess I don't know what I was expecting, like... We're not going to see massive change. But it's just, like, so shocking to me how a lot of these officers are willing to just, like, defend and uphold things that, like, they must know deep down are not right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'll just, I don't think any of us will ever forget, like, watching Derek Chauvin kneel on George Floyd's neck mm-hmm. and, like, have the other officers standing by. Like, it's just, it's bone chilling. Yep, it really is. <sighs> yeah, it speaks to the uh, the importance of having people that represent you in office, right? Mm-hmm. So people that are, um, I just took a training the other day, so I'll speak to it a little bit about um, children who are trans and giving them the language early to be able to, the kind of what we were talking about, was that last episode? Yeah. yeah. Giving them the language early so that they kind of know that these things exist for them. Right. And so they can start thinking about it. Like, what do I feel like inside? Do I feel like I um, my assigned gender at birth? Like, is that right. how I feel? And so, um, but we don't have the, the makeup, largely the makeup of our, the people that represent us, do not have that, that's not on their agenda, uh, issues like that. So, if you give a shit about something, elect people that also give a shit about the same thing. It's really super important. And if it feels, uh, like a moot point to, to vote for the president, I totally understand, but the people that are closer to you, that, you know, I think the hierarchy is not so, yeah, local, local people, um, that's, that's how you get it done. Word. Yep. All right, I guess we can move on to, like, the main content here. Yep. So, read Vegan East. We're just going to do a free flow here. Yep. Sure. And uh, if you want to share a little bit about, like, how you came to find veganism and then, like, the 
the idea of vegan yeast and how everything's progressed and lessons and yeah, whatever you would like to share. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much an open book. Um, I would I would challenge you both to um, interrupt me at any time. And um, why is that? Because I'll just keep going. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> right. got um, it. And uh, uh, and also, I'll challenge you to. Ask me a question that I'm not comfortable answering. Oh, all right. Right, because right. that's that's going to be way more fun, mm -hmm. I think. And I think the I think the audience will probably uh, appreciate that as well, mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people in my position don't share a lot mm -hmm. of stuff, and I, I I think I know the reason for that. Um, it's it's complicated, but we, we can maybe get to that in a bit. Um, and so. In, I always remember in college, I went to the U, U of M, Minnesota. What year did you graduate? 07. 07, okay. Yep. Um, and I remember people handing out the flyers, right? And thinking to myself, wow, no fucking chance. <laughs> I don't know if it's okay that I swear. Yes. No, oh, um, absolutely. Is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I mean, I can remember what, how I felt. In that moment, wow. you know, I can remember thinking to myself, boy, I eat a Taco Bell constantly. I'm at Chipotle constantly. Pepperoni pizzas from Domino's, let's go, mm -hmm. right? There's not a chance that I'll ever be vegan. No way, no how, stop. Even, I mean, I had a buddy who was vegetarian, and he, even he was like, dude, no. <laughs> like, I, I can go vegetarian, but vegan. So, like, uh, that's where I'm coming from is a place of, like, it not even being an option. I grew up on a farm in, in, in West Central Minnesota. It wasn't our farm, but we grew up on a farm. My parents um, owned a business together uh, and uh, selling uh, health and safety equipment to farmers and woodworkers. So I, I graduated with 68 kids. You know, um, I, I played on the basketball team. This is actually kind of an interesting story. And our local paper would do um, little profiles on us. Mm -hmm your favorite athlete, what are you going to college for, what do you want to study, and um, uh, they asked one of the questions was favorite food, mm. and I have I have proof of this, I it's on my Instagram, <laughs> and my answer was meat, wow. my favorite food when I was a senior in high school was meat, oh my gosh. and now I would say my favorite food is salt, actually, <laughs> it's the best, yeah, <laughs> salt is great, salt's the best, yes. it's the I best food. It. <laughs> Think about a world without salt. Are you kidding me? Very different. No. Salt <laughs> is the best food. I will die on this hill. Um, okay. So, um, to, and I mean, I, I, it's difficult to say what finally punched through for me, but there was, there was basically a couple of things. Because Sheila and I went vegetarian at separate time. Now, we're both mm -hmm. vegan now. Um, a cease of the lion was killed mm -hmm. um, in 2015, yeah. summer of 2015 maybe. And again, if I, right. I, I apologize if I'm getting the dates wrong. It's funny that you bring up Jimmy Kimmel because Jimmy Kimmel is part of this. Mm. I believe it was Jimmy Kimmel who teared up I on think stage you're right. talking about Cease of the Lion. Think about that, right? Think about a, a, a grown man tearing up because that's what – that's what you do when a, when a sentient animal is killed for no reason or is tricked out of their habitat. So that dentist who murdered Cecil was from Minnesota, Bloomington, I believe. Walter um, Palmer. And, yeah. I, and I, I remember, I remember at the time we were. I, I used to work for Lifetime, Lifetime Fitness. 
uh, we were moving offices from Chanhassen to the Target Center. So I used to work in the Target Center. And um, my boss at the time, sitting to my left, I have a very photographic memory of this because we were working out of a conference room because our offices were not ready. Boss to my left, I'm sitting here, and um, my boss is just very upset. And I mean, my, my boss, big, big, big mentor of mine, very upset about Cecil. Hey, did you hear about this, this wow. lion? And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's terrible. And we're like, you know, fire it up. And he fired up the Jimmy Kimmel clip or something. And um, I remember him being so upset and kind of talking to me about it. And I was like, yeah, that is kind of, kind of fucked up. He's eating beef jerky. Mm. I'm eating a turkey burger from the Life Cafe. And just being like, huh, this is... The, the, and the light bulb clicked. Wow. In that moment. Like this... And I was thinking to myself... This isn't just one turkey. This is probably 30 turkeys. I, I don't know what it was about it in that moment where I was like, how many turkeys are in here? Because mm -hmm. I never thought of that before. I never thought of ground beef being more than one cow. Right. Or ground flesh you know, being yeah. more than one cow. Mm. But then I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Okay, so all of this is timing. Timing is really strange. Because the light bulb went off, but it didn't go totally off. Mm -hmm. Right? Just went partially off because we were vegetarian for a year. So I believe while I was vegetarian or, or th this might have been actually this was right around the same time as well. Um, a mentor of mine who was a colleague of mine, um, big influence on me. He goes, Reed, I want to show you this video. He loves showing videos. He goes, um, you got do me a favor. Don't listen to what this guy is saying. He's fucking weird. But listen to how he says it. He is an elite public speaker. Like, watch him command a room. He's one of the best public speakers I've ever seen. So he fires up YouTube. Gary Orofsky. He's like, do not, just ignore what he's saying, man. It's, it's, it's out there. And he's like, and, I, and, I, and, and he's like, about 25 minutes in, I'll need to fast forward through this part for you. And it was the part with all the, yeah. uh, the murder. And I, I just remember, again, this is all timing, because Sheila has her own story that was taking place at the same time, completely unrelated to mine, wow. right? Mm -hmm. Sheila technically went vegetarian about a week or so before me. I went vegan about a week or so before her. Interesting. So I'm watching Gary Orofsky, and I'm like, dude, this dude can speak. He's elite. And it, say what you want about Gary Orofsky. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Whatever. He right. was a huge part of my transition so many to, to becoming vegan. And I, I get there's history. Um, but I was like, damn, he's also making some fucking amazing points. Cecil the lion, right? The light bulb's just like, it's like going off and off and off and off and off and off. And now it's like pretty bright. But I'm still like, you know, concerned. What am I going to eat? <laughs> so, so we go home that night, or I went home that night and I had some apple sausages from, I don't know, Pepperidge Farm. I don't freaking know what it is. And I ate those. And that was the last meat I've ever eaten was those apple sausages that night. Mm. The next day, it was like, okay, I'm vegetarian now. Um, and then for a year, we lived off of pepperoni, or not pepperoni pizza, but uh, uh, cheese pizzas. Mm. Uh, just constant cheese pizza. Oh, my gosh. We were eating <laughs> cheese pizza. And, I, and I, I would tell people I want to go vegan, but I didn't actually believe it. Mm. I think I was lying to them. Like, cause deep in my heart, I don't think that that's what I wanted at the time. So about a year goes by, July of 2016, 
standing in line at Papa Murphy's and for whatever reason, just thinking about um, these baby cows that are being kidnapped from their moms. Oh, God. And I'm just waiting. It's like taking forever. <laughs> so it's like July 23rd or something of 2016. And I'm just like, okay, that's it. I'm vegan now. So I go back into the car and I go, Sheila, I'm vegan now. So we'll have to figure something else out for dinner tonight. So she wasn't quite ready to go vegan yet. And it wasn't until about probably three weeks later. Because I, I went vegan. I remember we, we went to a family reunion in Tennessee that like weekend. Yeah. And it was pretty rough. Not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fine. I got through it. And I remember the moment where I knew I would be vegan for the rest of my life was at Pizzania. Right? So about three weeks later, go to Pizzania. People, I, I love pizza. People are like, you yes. gotta, you gotta try Pizzania. They got herbivorous butcher stuff. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So I went there and I, I ate it and I was like, okay, I'm vegan now. This is it. This is it. This is, this is the rest of my life. If you're telling me I can eat this, yeah. you're telling me I can eat this for the rest of my life and all the other stuff, I'm in. Why wouldn't I be in? I couldn't possibly not be in. Mm -hmm. I know too much. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. This stuff mm -hmm. tastes amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I'm really going to mess up the dates, and I apologize. But Sheila started baking vegan before going vegan. Mm. She loves a challenge, right? And I don't want to speak for her too much because she is her own individual you know, so I, I, I'll try to keep it a little bit brief, but it's, it's Sheila Nelson. She's the reason Vegan East exists. Let me just put that as a caveat out there into the world. I'm here talking. She's the reason Vegan East exists, period. Um, so she started vegan baking before she went vegan for the challenge. Um, I want to say we were, we were sitting somewhere eating, and I was on my phone, and I saw VegFest, um, looking for vendors, and this would have been, I believe, 2016 at Kaufman. Mm -hmm. um, because, yeah, 2016 at Kaufman, and we're like, let's do it. Wow. Right? Let's do it. So, um, two days, um, totally no clue what we're doing. And, I mean, I, 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 I'm going to say we a lot, and I do, I do need to just say this one more time. Um, she, at this point, she was doing 99 and 0.6% of the work, oh. right? I, I was finding VegFest and signing her up and then going there and talking to people. So um, we go there. It was a hit. Like, it was it was pretty nuts. I wonder if I was there. <coughs> I wonder if I had your stuff. Last year at Kaufman. It was, it was the last year at Kaufman Memorial Union. So Jay Selby's was there. They, I bet they, I was there. They hadn't opened yet, I don't believe, but they were there down on the main floor. We were upstairs. Um, I wonder if I had your stuff too. I volunteered. That so year. Yeah. Um, I, I am wondering if I was there. So uh, people were coming upstairs. We we had no idea, right? Like I just would eat them and I'd be like, "Oh, this is great," right? <laughs> what did I know? Um, people were coming upstairs and being like, "Uh, what the hell's going on up here?" I told <laughs> I was told to sprint up here, awesome. and again, like a, a lot of this is gonna be me sounding conceited and, and, and such, but also like, I'll be open and honest with you. I've tasted one better. I've been, I used to travel a lot for work. And part of the reason we felt confident in moving forward is that a lot of the places we would try, we were like, Oh, see, Sheila stuff is better. Sheila mm -hmm. stuff is better. Sheila mm -hmm. stuff is better. 
I only tried, I've only had one place where I thought was better than Sheila's, and I'm not, I'm not going to reveal it. So that, that access for me. So I'm, so I'm biased. It's not local. I'm biased, but I'm not totally biased. I'm realistic. Her stuff is amazing. She's, she is incredible. I'll tell a quick side story. A friend of mine said they're going to Reverie, and they're like, I'm so excited to get the mac and cheese. And I go, I've never ordered mac and cheese out. Like, Sheila will just casually make the best vegan mac and cheese the planet's ever seen just in the other room. And I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I'm not, you know, I'm not really feeling it right now. It's like, it's just like, oh. I'm so spoiled. <laughs> I'm so freaking spoiled living with and being married to that person. Um, okay. So we go to VegFest. It was a resounding success. She ended up leaving about an hour and a half, two hours in because we ran out of stuff. Wow. It was immediate. So, and there was a day two. So we knew we had to go home. She had to go home. Again, me using we and bake for the next day. Oh my day. gosh. Over. So like th th this should have been one of the first indicators that like, how much work this was. But she went home. I stood there and I just engaged with people, talked to them, you know, learned, grew, all that fun stuff. Um, because it was all new to us. All new. Th this was our first pop-up. So um, next day, same thing, right? Huge. Amazing success. Now... At this point, we had uh, the community had started um, uh, asking us to do pop-ups. So Reverie was our first pop-up. This was old school Reverie mm -hmm. on Franklin and Nicolette. Yeah, cool. um, I'm 90, and I, 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 I apologize if I get anything wrong here. I'm 99% sure that was our first one. We did HB. We did Eureka. Um, I we went up to Duluth with HB, and we did one up there at a brewery. That was fun. Wow. So just doing pop-ups. Yeah. All, all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say it was that Thanksgiving where we did a delivery event, where we put it online, we put it on our website, and we said, order order these cupcakes, we'll deliver it to you. And I think I think we did about, I'm not sure if that's right, because the uh, VegFest was right before Halloween, and I think... I'm like, did we really get up and running our whole website in 21 days before wow. Thanksgiving? But it's possible oh that we did. And we, we, you know, did maybe 20 deliveries that day. And then there are all the pop-ups. Keep in mind at the time, I'm working a corporate job. Sheila's working a corporate job. And again, Sheila's doing a, a vast majority of the work. Um, and the next Veg Fest was a success. That that was 2017. Um, that was at Como Park, I believe. That sounds right. Um, yeah. That was a single day. Um, and then, you know, people would be asking us. And, like, what motivates me is a little bit strange. And I think you'll get maybe a little bit of inside look at it here. But people would ask us, are you going to open a brick and mortar? Mm -hmm. And, like, my thinking was, hell, hell yeah, we are. Right? Sounds like an awesome challenge. And, like, I, I'd always get, like, a, sure you are. You know, oh, really? Kind of a, everybody says that. Oh. Right? And and to all the folks who did that, thank you. Because you motivated me yeah. like you have no idea. I could, I could hear I it in your voice. I the same way. Yeah. I, they tell me I can't do something. I'm like, watch I me. I can hear it in like, your voice. Me. Right? Because I think a lot of people say that because that's, that's sort of the desire. Whether it should or shouldn't be, we can get into all that later. Um, but yeah... Having people kind of kind of doubt us, I shouldn't say kind of doubt us, doubt us, period, um, is such a massive. I mean, I save I save all of it. I save all the emails. I save all the screenshots. 
that it's... People are writing you and... T- what the... All <laughs> sorts of stuff. Wow. All sorts oh of fun gosh. stuff. You know what? Put it in a syringe and stick it into my heart. Like, I love <laughs> that. It, it motivates me like you wouldn't. Oh, tell me I can't do something. Um, tell me, you know, people have tried and never done it. Uh, that, that, that's only going to get me going more. So, um, you know, and, and we had no clue what we were getting ourselves into. No clue at all. We had, we had never worked in food, right? I, I mean, could never. I mean, I serve, but I could yeah. never run. I always say that, like, it's it demands difficult. so much. It's so difficult. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, I mean, I, I've had to s- turn off, like, sections of my brain to just kind of protect myself from different things. Yet, like, I've stopped reading reviews, mm. for example. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll save all the emails, and I've got some good screenshots, um, but the reviews, I don't even look at it anymore. Because, like, okay, so 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 Joe leaves a one-star review with no comments. You know, you know that that's not anything. Yeah. Right? So it's like, why? why? Because, like, that stuff used to ruin my week. Mm, right mm-hmm. and like i can still remember specific reviews mm-hmm. from right away that were like i i i don't want to use the word paralyzing because that's that's not the right word but that's the best way that i can describe it right. is like oh what the hell do we get ourselves into mm-hmm. like this is so discouraging so i would i would i would tell you folks out there if you want to help um don't write anything but a five-star review <laughs> because it's it's 30x to us what it is to you. It's for for whatever reason. And I've talked to other of our peers. It's 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 all the same. It got to a point where I had to, we don't even look at reviews anymore. In yeah. fact, I don't even update Yelp. Our stuff on Yelp is like I, I haven't logged into Yelp in a year and a half. I'm not going to. Yeah. So here's another side note. C- customer will come in and they'll say, uh, Apple Maps says you're open. Mm. And I'll say, what the fuck is Apple Maps? <laughs> right, what, do, what do you mean, Apple Maps says we're open? Is Apple Maps a thing now? Yeah, never heard so of that. So Apple Maps is scrapping, or, or uh, scraping data, wrong data, mm. from who the hell knows where. Yeah, and putting they it on do their, that. Putting it on so their site. They fucking do that. Now, it drives me nuts, because I'll show up to a place and... Yeah. And now I have to it's go... It's your fault start, that you're yeah. not open, though. It's their fault. But that's the thing. Yeah. Customers don't see it that way. Yeah. Oh, so, so now they're saying, um, I need to go on and start an Apple account and update our hours? Like, it's why? It's too much. Mm-hmm. Go to our website or go to Google. Exactly. Right? And, it, it, like, the thing for us is consistency is so important. When mm-hmm. we say we're open, we have to be open. Yes. Like, right, like... A s- snow will come, and we'll know dang well that the customers are done for the day. But I tell Sheila, we're staying open till it's closed, and I'm, and I'll cover it if we need to. Because if a customer comes here and they want a cake at two fifty eight on a Saturday or whatever, we're gonna be there to provide that mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you know, also you've created an atmosphere where I feel really comfortable just sharing anything. So great job! Thank you. <laughs> I totally forgot that the thing is recorded. <laughs> no. Thank you so, so as, much. As far as hosting is going concerned, that's elite. Oh, oh my gosh! No, seriously, seriously. Good. I appreciate I'm, that. It's I'm, a pretty uh, casual environment. I'm we jumping. Like to think. I'm jumping all over the place. <laughs> we love it. Okay, so um, <laughs> let's see here. I just have to um, say though, it's hard enough yeah. like trying to do all the food stuff. I'm sure, but then you add in all the social media aspect, and that's like a whole job in itself. And I want to know politics. That was oh the question God. I'm going to ask you about. So <sighs> with 
other restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can get I don't want to know the tea. We can get to all that. <laughs> okay. So, um, Sheila and I are the perfect team because all the stuff that she is elite at, I'm awful at. Mm. You want me to cook something for you? Have fun not eating it. <laughs> right? It's not. It's not. And it's not going to happen. Right. Um, and for me, it's accounting, it's marketing, it's HR, right? Because I have all that corporate experience, mm-hmm. right? So I'll see another company make like an HR faux pas that's like so obvious. Like, you did what now? Right? And it's like, I have 10 years of corporate experience. No. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you terminate employment, there's a process to that. Right. You don't just like willy-nilly, here's a text message, you're fired. That's how you end up on WCCO. Yeah. Right? So, and it's just like, I feel bad in a sense because they never had that experience. But also like, there is like just sort of a like an obviousness to like how you treat people. Right. Also. uh, And that pressure has to be difficult because I'm just going through in my mind right now, correct me if I'm wrong. You are the only food establishment in Minnesota that actually uses vegan in the title of your establishment. Oh. Am I am I right? Nope. Uh, insane Vegan. Now. Oh, Insane oh, okay. Vegan. Yep, 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 okay, you're, you're one of so, two. So, so now there's two. Still, yep. still rare, a rarity, right? I, like, I've people got all the old emails. You that. went, yeah, you went I've got all the it. old emails of people telling me I'm a lunatic. Yeah, well, <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Like, I feel like y'all are, yeah. like, you went all in, and that's so important. Yeah, so um, I, I can give you a little bit of a background as to why we do that, why we did that. Um, the company used to be called Sheila Cakes. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's what it was when we, when we like, I, I should say when we were non-vegan. Mm-hmm. When, 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 when Sheila was just baking for friends and family. Okay. I don't even know if we would classify it as a business. I think we did have business cards. Mm. Um, I'm glad you brought this up, by mm-hmm. the way. Thank you. Because um, somebody asked me this the other day, so I had an opportunity to refresh on my answer. Um, so my rules for naming businesses, and this is just me. Not saying I'm right or anything. Easy to spell, easy to remember. www available, Instagram available, yeah. uh, Twitter available, Facebook available. I think that is so vital, right? So and and for us, uh, so so all of that. Check 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 check. Mm-hmm. Veganeast.com, Veganeast Instagram, all of that was available. Boom, got them all. Um, easy to spell, pretty easy to remember, for the most part. Good story behind it because we're East Siders. We live on St. Paul's East Side. Oh, is that what the East is? Yeah. Okay. Sheila. So, so we used to have pickups from our house. So customers will come in occasionally and they'll be like, "I've been to your house." I, <laughs> I love that, by the way. If you're listening, thank you. <laughs> it is so great to know that you've been there for five, six years. It's just awesome. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, I know where you live because I used to pick up from you, um, which is kind of cool. So, so yeah, the the, the East Side, um, and for me, you know. My first year as a vegan, and I think a lot of people would share this similar mindset, correct me if I'm wrong, be like, oh man, this is awesome. Like what's three years from now, we're all going to be vegan, right? Like, it's just like, this makes sense, right? Yep. How, like, uh, this oh, yeah. is like, it, this is going to happen quick. Yeah. Was the mindset because, you know, because we all filter our experience through our own brains, right? Which is, which is what it is. There's 8 billion of us on this planet. We're all 8 billion unique experiences. So I'm thinking, gosh, what, three, four years from now, we'll have four or five competitors, you know, like yeah, thinking all that stuff. So I'm thinking pretty soon the word vegan is just going to be um, 
uh, no- normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a better word for this. Less uh, obscure. Mainstream. Mainstream, less obscure. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be... Um, uh, Well-known. Um, my thinking is 10, 15 years from now, when when everybody's vegan, people will look back and be like, oh, they they, they were doing it when it wasn't like normal. Like, yeah. You know, so... Um, and, and, and another one of my mentors really helped me with this too. He, he loved the name. Um, he, th- he thought it was a great, great, great name. So that's where Veganese comes from. I think it's overwhel- um, really overwhelming trying to decide on a business name. So you're like, all right, well now I'm going to like register everything under this. That's like people are going to know us. You want to make sure yep. it's like, even just trying to come up with a name for my, like my massage business when I had it was like really sure. overwhelming. I'm like, all this other stuff seems easy, but this is hard. The tax stuff, the corporation yeah. stuff. And, and you know, it, it it felt right at the time. I'm glad we did it. Um, I have I have some minor regrets, but none of them overtake the fact that I still believe what I believed in 2016, and that this is going to become. And and here's the thing: I I don't believe that we as a society is going to have some moral awakening yeah. to the how we're treating animals. Mm. But and nobody really wants to hear this. I don't think, but. Who cares? The end result is going to be great. It's going to be someone like Jeff Bezos. It's going to be Elon Musk. It's going to be McDonald's who are saying, wait a second, you're telling me we can grow this in a lab for less? Okay, we're doing that now. And at first there's going to be, I want my flesh, I want my beef. And then eventually they're going to be like, wait a second, it tastes the same. And McDonald's is just going to make the change for them, right? But they're not going to ask. It's just going to be like, this is what flesh is now. This is what meat is now. It's grown in a lab, and that's the future. It just is. It's only been for a lot of stuff in the works, and I'm just curious when it is going to like break onto the scene. You know. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're getting super close because there is so much so money oh, in right. it for the person who breaks through. And when McDonald's signs that contract mm-hmm. with that first lab, you know. Grow or, or whoever. I'm not saying it's going to be in a lab. I feel like that's what it's going to right. be. And we got to work on the messaging. Yeah. <laughs> no, so lots clean of clean meat. Clean meat's clean meat's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, but McDonald's is going to sign on, and the rest is going to be history. It really is. And like hunting oh, and fishing will be the last thing mm-hmm. to go. But I always picture us. So I don't know if you've seen them, and I'm, I'm jumping around like, oh my gosh. But the but That's the but, but the Mercy for Animals, the Mercy for Animals had one of the best ads, and it's called My Grandpa, I think it's called, and it's this little kid in the future talking about his grandfather, how he used to do all these things for animals, and it shows him. I, I just, I just, I can't, sometimes I can't even talk about it, it's so emotional, but it shows him holding up this newspaper that's an iPad, right, that says, last slaughterhouse in the country closes. Oh that's going to happen in our lifetime. Oh, so, gosh, so, so, oh, at Thanksgiving, incredible. 2045, when your grandchild, who just celebrated their 12th birthday, comes up to you, who's been vegan since they were a kid, and says, Grandpa, uh, this slaughterhouse is, did, did you... Did you just eat meat? T- Grandpa, really? How could you do that? How, did you see these videos? Because I saw these videos. I can't believe that's what they used to do. Did you know? And a lot of people are going to lie right through their oh, teeth. Oh, for sure. Oh, we had no idea. We had no idea. Yeah. Which makes me think about 
some other of our some other things that happened in our country's history. Oh, I had no idea. Right? Oh yeah. And I mean, l let your imagination run wild. So, folks, this is happening in our lifetime, whether you like it or not. And capitalism is what's going to get us there. Mm -hmm. It just yeah. is because there's because the money out the money wins. It does. The money wins. Time and time again, we it's, see that. It's going to be a Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates. I'm sorry. It just is. And don't get me wrong. What we're doing now is important. And it's getting us there. It's getting us there faster than we maybe would have gotten there otherwise. But that day that McDonald's switches over, it's all going to be downhill from there. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> we're So much to cover, you know? Like, it's so easy to go off on this. It really yeah. is. Uh, so the year is 2017. We are fully on board with opening up a bakery. Mm -hmm. I think 2017, early 2017. So we start doing our research. We start looking at build-outs. We start looking at uh, being able to purchase old bakeries. And um, a couple of things here. And th this is going to get into the business nitty-gritty, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to be as quick as I can here. One of the piece of pieces of advice that I get from... Um, people who want to uh, get into this business, we almost rented a couple of different spaces, um, some of which I regret not moving forward on. Mm. It all ended up fine, but we took sort of a, 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 a weird path. So we were standing in a space that is still available today, I believe, and we had our contractor there. We had been approved for a loan. Because again, we both had corporate jobs at this time, so we so we had a little bit of, and we, and we don't have any children. Um, and um, they were like, our our contractor was really great. He was like, I can I can build this out for you for about you know about two hundred thousand. And at the time, we were like, Oh my God, you what? Excuse me, could you say that again? And everybody kept telling me, double the timeline, double the budget, yeah. right? So my, my thought is, I'm not thinking 200. I'm thinking 400. And I'm thinking, we can't, we can't do that. Like, in what world can we sink $400,000 into this thing that we don't even know if it's going to work, <laughs> right? And at the time, we, we, didn't, we didn't believe in it like we do now because we had no idea. There's so many unknowns. Right? Mm -hmm. So... We said no. Um, it would have been very central. Um, the landlords were great. They really, really wanted us. They were going to build out some of the space. Um, there was another space that we looked at that was actually for sale. And this was, it was really inexpensive. It wasn't a restaurant. Um, and it was in, it was on the east side. So um, looking back on that, we probably should have gone in that direction. Um, because we would have owned the real estate. And it was so cheap at the time. Like wow. This was 2016, so things were still recovering. Um, I'll just say it was under $100,000 for <laughs> the building. Jeez. Right? Now, it was a small building. Um, and it wasn't on Grand Avenue or anything. But still, we would have owned the real estate. And when people ask me for my advice on what to do, one of the things I tell them is I say... If you can, if you can own the real estate, you're going, it's like, it's like, you'll be so far ahead of everybody else. And here's the thing. What then I tell them is this, your reaction to that question tells me whether or not you're ready for this mm. or not. Because if your first thought is, are you nuts? Own the real estate? 
you might not be ready to sink $15,000 into payroll every other week. Cause like, it's really hard to do that. It's such a weird mindset. Like I'm used to paying like a water bill for 80 bucks. Now you're telling me that I'm writing out $15,000 in checks? Like, like, and, and then rent is due. And oh, by the way, our oven just broke. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and it's like, it's, it's one thing after another. So when I tell them that, their reaction tells me a lot of whether or not they should proceed. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's a lot. Yeah. From a financial standpoint, it's a lot to deal with. And it's, it, it, it never gets easy. And like an, another element to this is, is Sheila and I married. I try to keep her insulated from all the finances. I want her to be the artist that she is, mm -hmm. right? So part of my job is to take all that on and let her do her art, right? If she has to do that, mm. then she gets weighed down. Right. So from a business perspective, I'm keeping that off of her plate. But at the, when the when the end of the month comes and it's the third payroll of the month, because there's two months every year where there's three payrolls, rent is due, the oven just broke, and I say, Sheila, don't don't buy anything for the next couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Now we're now we're having a conversation. She goes, What do you mean? Oh. And I go, Well, you know, it's just it's fine. She goes. What do you mean it's fine? You just told me not to buy anything for the next couple of days. <laughs> so I'm like, no, no, no. We're fine. Just don't buy anything for the next couple of days. And like there, there is times on the calendar when that happens, right? So for example, everything lags behind a couple of weeks. So January is always the slowest time mm. of the year. So, um, but we have the holiday, the money from the holidays to carry us through January. Right, okay. Right, but then you get into March, and the money from January comes due in March, and it's like, okay, what's happening here? So then it becomes a question of, are we dipping into savings? Are we taking out a loan, right, to get us through this slow time? That's hard on oh, a person. Oh, no right? doubt. It's, it's, not, it's not fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I've successfully rewired some sections of my brain that have helped me um, uh, deal with it because um, it's hard. It just is. No now, doubt. it's all relative. It would be a lot harder if I woke up this morning and found out that my grandmother, something happened. That would be much harder, right? You know what I mean? It's, it, it's all relative. I recognize my privilege. That stuff's all important. Um, but this is also my experience, and my experience is valid also. Exactly. Right? So, um, so yeah, so, so at that point, we're like, we're not going to do a build-up. It's too expensive. It's too risky. We found a place in White Bear Lake that was for sale. It was a tea room, and we bought it. And it was really inexpensive. The timing was great. Again, timing. They wanted to get out of it, um, and that, that's sort of a whole situation, a whole different story. But the owners there were really, really, really – it was basically an equipment sale. We, we, we basically wrote them a check for the equipment. And we took over their lease. And everybody was like, wipe your lake. What? Hell yeah. So I, I remember, speaking of reviews, somebody gave us a four-star review once, raved about everything, and then said, but it's in White Bear. I'm like, buddy, it's not my fault that you uh, live in South Minneapolis. Exactly. I'm sorry. So sorry. I'm sorry that, like, I didn't open it right across the street from you, but, like, that's the, it's whatever. It's fine. 
That's obnoxious. So so we opened up White Bear, knew at the time that we needed to have a presence that somewhere in, the, in Minneapolis. We found the Equipolitan building. They still had cashews sitting in there <laughs> when they just left. Um, and knowing what I know now, I would have done a, a lot of things very, very different. Um, oh, I did, I did, I did consolidate a lot of from t- beginning of 2018 until 2022. There's a lot of good, great stories on there. Well, we can always um, have you on again. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. For sure. But, um, but we've learned a ton, right? Our, our, our experience, yeah, like, um, I'm so glad we did it because we've met so many people. When we were working corporate, we would come home on Friday afternoon, we'd go to the liquor store, buy, buy a 12-pack of beer. Um, I, don't, I don't drink anymore, but um, not saying that makes don't me better it. or anything. Don't do it. Can't confirm it's not a good idea. There, Is it, there, we have a lot of like sober vegans or well, vegans that don't partake. There's you know, a lot of great N.A. beers now. Like when I yeah. tried the N.A. beers, I'm like, Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's like this is kind of kind of cool. Um, I shouldn't mention that I I may go back to drinking at some point in my yeah. life. I just for whatever reason when when it stopped when we opened the bakery, it was just too much going. Mm. So we used to come home on Friday night. We wouldn't leave until Monday morning, right? And honestly, I loved it. Yeah. Just fire up <laughs> the TV, just chill, and then we'd go back to work for five days a week. So we were looking for sort of a change, and boy, did we get it! Oh gosh. And it's so funny, like, we, we just had no idea, period. Like, that, 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 that's the easiest way to put it. Is it both your full-time jobs, though? Yeah, so okay. I quit. So, so, so she quit her full-time job about a month before we opened. Okay. I quit my full-time job right after we opened the uh, 2409 Lindale spot. Okay. Um, my boss and I, at the time, a mentor of mine, and I, you know, we had a great relationship. And we just had said, uh, I, we, can't keep, we can't keep this up. Like, yeah. so... We decided to go into it full time. Did you feel time, like so. fully confident, both you and Sheila, God. about it? If no, I was going to say that seems like such a scary leap I to know. take. I know. It. Well, I mean, it was idiotic. <laughs> <laughs> from a, from a financial, from a strictly from a financial standpoint, it was idiotic mm. completely. Um, will it ever pay off? I don't know. I don't know. You guys have what four locations? Now? We have three locations. Three locations. Now. Yep. So, uh, Northeast, Uptown, and White Bear. Right. Um, But here's the thing. They all operate as one. As weird as that sounds, they all depend on each other. Mm -hmm. Right? Our Lindale location is the busiest. Mm -hmm. We need the money from that location to supplement the other two locations. White Bear has the biggest kitchen. Mm-hmm. Oh. We need that location to supplement the other two locations. So in a, in a weird way, because of the shortcuts we took to start, mm-hmm. again, not investing $200,000 in a build-up for a single spot. Like, I, I don't know what Herbivorous Butcher spent on their build-up, but they said one location, one build-out. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Spoiler alert, it was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but it was a lot. Um, and they went all in on that one location. Would that have been a better forward path for us? Maybe. Um, I've learned so much from each of our landlords. Yeah. Um, and our, our landlord on Lindale is a, is a great friend of mine and he's into commercial real estate and I've learned so much from him about commercial real estate and such. So back to what I was saying, financially, it was not smart. Will it become smart one day? Possibly. But also look what we did. How right? amazing. Like, like, <laughs> like, like sometimes it'll just hit me. I'll be like, Holy shit, 
Like we did that. That's <laughs> what a really cool. Life path. Like, That's really cool that we did that. And like you know, like we 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 believed in it. So one thing that I tell people is, in a way, in a sense, I believe. Well, let's put it this way. I believe that if you have an ability, you have an obligation. Right? If you have an ability to help, you have an obligation to help. Now, there's a limit to that, right? We we all have to like if 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 you're if you're a mess, you're not gonna be able to help anybody. Right. Right. So you have to take care of yourself. It's kind of like the, the the analogy of putting on your masks if the plane is going down before you're putting on mm -hmm. your kids' masks. You know. So um, if you we felt that we had the ability, and I felt like we had the obligation. Um, and I wanted the challenge. And boy, did I get all of that. <laughs> I, I remember, I mean, if, if VegFest was when I saw you guys for the first time, I remember you and Orbiver's Butcher. I, went, I was at the first time, the first time that Orbiver's Butcher was at the Minneapolis Farmer's Market with their little stand. Sure. It was probably just like a, like, eat, like a pop-out yeah, table I got my little situation. Package, yeah. yeah, and y'all are just killing it. Uh, now, and I remember when there was no 100% vegan sure. restaurants in Minnesota. Yeah, we come a long and way. And now, yeah, there's Nearly a couple. 30. Yeah, we've got, we've got several now. I wanted to get your hot take. What's the most challenging thing about navigating the Minnesota vegan food scene among other people that also, like, the competition? Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Good, good, great question. So, um... I don't view them as competition. Okay. Right. Awesome. So. Do they view you as competition? Well, it's, well, they Tell can me view me how, however they want, right? Okay. Like, like, um, he, here's the thing: fifty percent, at least, it, maybe you think it's higher, maybe you think it's higher. Fifty percent of people walk by our store and look at it and say, "Never, mm. I'm never going in there," because they were me in college. Right. Why? The, why would I go when I could go? Here? Why? Right. So I remember what that feeling was of being like, oh, there's a raw vegan place in Uptown called Ecopolity. Why would I go there? <laughs> Give me what, what, you know, I, so I'm not saying I'm excusing it. I just remember it. 50% of the population has no interest in us. So if you look at another bakery, like a, a non-vegan bakery, 90% of the, you know, that, that's our competition because mm. they, they can draw from 90%. For us, the vegan community needs to realize if they haven't already, and I think they have, that a, that a rising tide lifts all boats, right? So when you try rage cakes for the first time and you say, oh, Connie, I don't know, I don't want to do this. And then you try it and you're like, oh, hold up. What? <laughs> this is vegan. No yes. eggs, no dairy. Well, what'd you right. use as a replacer, right? Then they say, well, wait a second. I work in Uptown. There's a place called Vegan 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 East. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'll give them a try. Ooh, yeah. Right? So, so that's what I mean, guys. Like we're all working together on the yes. same team. But are you really? <clears throat> are some of you just? Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean you can call, call them, but I'm not going to call them out. <laughs> but I mean, like, but that's that's on them, though. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, know what I mean? True. Like, like when what upsets me a little bit, and it used to upset me a lot is, you know, and I'd be a hypocrite to s say that this upsets me because I do this too, is, for example, I'm driving home 
I want a quick burger. I don't go to Burger King anymore, but I've gotten an Impossible Whopper at Burger King. Um, but I won't go there on my own. Why not just go, it'd take me about 30 extra minutes to go to Jay Selby's. A couple extra bucks. I know the money's going to a good thing. Like, people ask, do you only hire vegans? And I say, well, we don't, but that's a preference because I want to know that when we pay our team that that money is going towards other vegan things yeah. and it's our business we're creating this economy we're creating this paycheck that they're earning they're earning their they, they burned it they can spend it on whatever they want <laughs> but i prefer that it go towards something vegan so that used to bother me a lot when i would i would see people buy cakes from whole foods and i'd be like we're right here yeah. nine to three seven days a week we have a cake available why not mm -hmm. right and it's like now, now i get it and it's fine and it doesn't bother me as much it bothered me a little bit but also it's yeah. fine and as long as you're you're doing vegan but also it's i can't worry about that yeah like i i, I have to focus on myself i have to focus on what's ahead of us mm -hmm. you know to, to use an over overused sports analogy focus on the process the scoreboard is going to take care of itself but focus on the process. What's in front of you? What can I do right now to make our team better, to make our product better, to make us more efficient, mm -hmm. right? And 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 I can't get distracted by all that. So if, if the, the the vegan Minnesota Facebook group, <laughs> I, I, I don't go on it. <laughs> good, good for you. I don't go on it because yeah, it, it's, for it's, you. to me it's not helpful. Yeah, I agree. Right? So somebody will say, where can I get a vegan cake in Minnesota? I was like, try Google. First off, yeah, I I don't mean to be rude, but it's like try Google, please. Honestly, like, <laughs> because then people then then, then people will suggest Whole Foods, and I was like, why don't you start with Vegan East or Rage Cakes? Yeah, why don't you start there, please? Yeah. Um, but if I focus on that, if I go on the Vegan Minnesota group, it's it's only going to wear me down. Yes, and I I, and I, you I don't have, have the energy for, for that. So enough going on. I, I used to be all up in that stuff, but it's 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 not it's not helpful. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Reed, thank you so much for being. We have to have you on again because yes, yeah, like, please. So many more yeah, I have so many questions. Well, yeah. okay, I, if I I want to say a couple of things real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Sh Sheila and I, uh, Sh Sheila is the brains behind the whole, the whole operation. She works her ass off. <laughs> um. She is. I've learned so much from her in the last six months, not just about like the, um, so I'm working on my triggers right now. Mm -hmm. And this is something that she's brought up to me. Like, Hey, that triggered you. Your triggers are your teachers, right? Yeah. What is it about that? That and I'm like hearing it for the first time, it's like my eyes got stuck so far in the back of my head. I needed, <laughs> you know, to get them straight. But now it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Right. I pushed it away right away and now I get it. So she's helped me so much with that. And, you know, so thank you to Sheila for starting the business and allowing me to sit here and talk for you two both yeah. for all this time. I really enjoyed it. Our team is phenomenal. Right. And um, I, I, I can't do them enough justice. Our team is great. Um, they're the reason Veganese exists. Um, you know, and for the most part, our customers are so freaking awesome to us. Um, you know, yes, there I can tell you some great stories, right? But it's like one in 10,000. It really is. It is so rare 
for us to be treated poorly from a right. customer. So I have friends who are in the in the food business that are non-vegan, and they're like, "No, dude, one in a thousand or one in ten thousand is like one in a hundred for oh. us, mm-hmm. right?" And and I, I I I but so our customers are so great, our team is so great, um, the community has been great. It's you know like I learned so much from when Fur Free came in, you know to to, and I'm, I'm I'll, I'll end it here because I could just ramble. When when Fur Free came to ask us to use our space to run their meetings, I'm like listening from the other room. I was like, damn, right. So this is what it takes to like change a law, mm-hmm. right? And like, you know, I was I I learned so much. Um, you know, um, and, and that was really, really, really enlightening. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'll stop there cause I'll just keep going. Well, and I want to thank you yeah, for no like problem. allowing your space for the meetings and to have the postcards for individuals to sign. I mean, their city council members yeah, know like yeah. we want this ordinance yep. to pass. Like, thank you for allowing yeah. that because that was amazing. But uh, yeah, I guess it sounds like we're going to have a part two. Sounds good. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. Thanks for being here. That's what I think we're done We're done. All right. Bye. (laughs) Calling all Minnesotans and maybe some non-Minnesota natives too if you're interested. Are you an individual who has some feedback for us or maybe just wants to rant a bit about something intersectional feministy that grinds your gears? Or maybe you got an idea for a podcast discussion topic or maybe know somebody that we, Noreen and Ashley, just need to talk to that's out there making waves and trying to fuck it up even if that person is you, DM us on Instagram at Minersectional, PM us on Facebook, or email us at Minersectional at gmail.com and let's make that happen.